Dr. Kalinda J. Lee is a special education coordinator with the Baldwin County School District. First elected in 2009, Dr. Lee represents the first city council district, which encompasses portions of West Milledgeville, including the Autumn Chase, Hillcrest, Mills Trace, Sunny Acres, and Ray Court neighborhoods. Dr. Lee is a lifelong resident of Milledgeville. Dr. Kalinda J. Lee, thank you for joining me today on Milledgeville Matters. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure to host you. Why have you decided to ask voters uh, for another term representing them in the first district on city council? First of all, I would like to see us to continue progress with the growth. Um, right now, things are pretty slow, but with time, it will come. But we're at a point now where we need to learn to be patient. And we do have some upcoming projects on board that I think will be promising for the citizens of Milledgeville. But I feel as though they will come in time. Things are pretty slow, but they will come. And in my next question, I ask you to think back. Um, What was the first issue that caused you to put yourself forward for public service? This go back uh, in 2009, and it was more on a personal level. Uh, I always have thought that my father, my daddy, will always be here. And I know that with the life cycle, death comes, but you just don't look at it like that. So I always thought that daddy would be here, daddy would be here and that... Um, we was just used to having politics in in the house. We lived it, we breathed it, we slept with it. It was always politics. Well, once Dad passed on, something was missing. There was a void. Uh, this is home. It has always been home. When I graduated from Savannah State University, I was offered a job in Atlanta. But I always felt as though why should you leave home and do well somewhere else when you can do it here? So after that is passing, it's like I've got to get active into politics. I've got to do. Um, this has really, really touched my heart. So um, it's taking me a minute to really just calm down for a second Mm -hmm. because this is a really touching question here. You know, a house can be just a shelter. It is a shelter. But a home is built on a family. My house belongs to me, but I belong to a home. Everyone should want the best for their home. You nurture your home. You care for your home. You do whatever is possible to make things better for your home. I I am 61 years old, so I'm not going anywhere. This is going to be my home. I want things to be better for my family, my nieces, my nephews, 
I want things to be the best for the city of Millersfield. We have a lot to offer here. We have many opportunities here. Again, we have to nurture those opportunities. We have to nurture those resources to make things best. So this is why I enjoy and want this position and want to continue to have this position serving in District 1 as your council member. And I want to take a moment just to make sure that our radio audience um, knows uh, when you talk about your father, you're talking about Collins Peely, who is a, a local educator, um, also a uh, member of the county commission and a, a member of city council. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Commissioner Collins Peely. Yes, ma'am. And what, in your opinion, is the most important issue that you're working on now? Right now, um, what I would like to see is for um, the city of Millersfield to explore public transportation. This is a long-term goal, but I would like to see the 18-wheelers, and I always say 18-wheelers, and they correct me and say it's 16-wheelers, but i like for us to have a place where these trucks can park, even have a place where if they want to stay overnight, they can stay overnight. Public transportation is costly, and I realize that everything goes back to funding. I don't know if you were here, if you remember, but back in the day, we had Mr. Simmons, Clarence Simmons. He had his own bus business, and it was on the corner of McIntosh at that, at that particular time, and he would take people back and forth on that bus. Uh, having public transportation, whether it's by the bus or whether it's by a van, which has economic benefits, such as reducing air pollution, improving the road, especially on Columbia Street from 3 o'clock to maybe 5.30 or 6 o'clock or 6.30. is a lot of congestion there, even in the community. And this would be able to be more mobile. But this is an area that I would like council. And again, this is a long term because of funds uh, I would like to see. And I think that it would be productive for the citizens of the city of Millersville. And that is one of the questions that I had specifically for you. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd like to give you this time to um, uh, uh, expand upon that. Do you have any ideas about how we might make uh, public transportation more accessible within Milledgeville? Well, I really don't want to expand on it because it is something that we are working on. This is something that I spoke earlier to, I think it was the first question you asked, asked for upcoming projects. This is one of the projects that we are looking at, but it's a long-term goal that we're looking at, what we're working on. So I really don't want to expand on it. 
because it's work in progress. Hmm. In other words, expectation management. <laughs> yes. All right. But it's coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's and that's We fair. have to be positive. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what can we do to improve people's opinion, both current residents and those who reside elsewhere, about the Milledgeville Baldwin County community? Oh my goodness. You know, when I went off to school and they they um, classmates will ask, where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? Milledgeville. You know, people always will go to Central State Hospital. And my thing was, at that time, it still is now, it's not as bad now, is that I turned that question around. You know, Milledgeville has a lot to offer, first of all. A whole lot to offer. So, to answer your question, is that Milledgeville is an average small town. Some people say it's small, but it's average small, but there's a lot of potential for growth. Just think about it. You don't read it about it in the book, but here in Milledgeville, Milledgeville serves as the fourth capital of Georgia. Also, this capital was the seat of the state government through the Civil War. Uh, Milledgeville is a very diverse city. Memory Hill Cemetery, which I don't think they're up there now, and I, I regret that those rings are not there. But in Memory Hills, in the back, there were cemeteries back there, graves back there, uh, that were showing the three rings. And those three rings represented something. The first ring represented this was a slave who was born as a slave. The second ring is... This individual was born as a slave, lived as a slave. And then the third ring is, you're born as a slave, you live as a slave, you died as a slave. So those three rings represent that this person was in slavery and died as a slave. If it were two rings, you were born as a slave, you live as a slave, but you did not die as a slave. And if you had only one ring, you were born as a slave, but you did not live as a slave and you did not die as a slave. In front of the Presbyterian Church, you have a marker there that's showing the slave auction market. So, you know, there are a lot of good things here in Milledgeville that can be mentioned to change people's opinion. You just don't look at that one thing. You look at the whole thing holistically as for the Salem Military Field. And as you can tell, I am very proud to be and to have lived and still living in the Salem Military Field. But let me go a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Not only that, we have the Oconee River Greenway. We have the old governor's mansion, the three colleges. We have Georgia College State University. We have the Georgia Military College. And we have the technical school. 
Lockley, which I really enjoy and love, Lockley Alberino, and then we have the Trolley Tour. So there's a lot here to offer in the city of Milledgefield where the opinions about Milledgefield are, Milledgefield is just great. How can we make civic life more accessible to our residents? You know, I was always taught, if you do the right thing, always do the right thing or try to do the right thing, you can't go wrong. We can encourage citizens to communicate with the elected officials. Sometimes people, staff, are told not to talk to the elected officials. But if the citizens would talk to us more, things would be better for the city of Milledgefield. And not only that, we can vote locally, we can vote on the state level, and we can vote uh, on the national elections. Volunteer. Volunteer to senior citizens. You can volunteer as a officer or member of an organization. Take the time out to go to the nursing homes, Chaplain Wood, Green Acres, and not only just here in Milledgeville, but surrounding counties of nursing homes. Support small businesses. You know, many times if you talk to the citizens, you can identify problems that are in the community. And a way of solving those problems is that, you know, you can talk to neighbors and you can see how your neighbors are feeling about a particular situation to make things better. What will you do in the next four years to help our different governing bodies break out of their silos and take a more holistic approach to building our community's future? In the next four years, I would like for the citizens of Milledgeville, everyone, not just the elected officials, but everyone come together and work together for the betterment of of Milledgeville. For us to have more of the Southern hospitality, which right now I know that and realize that um, things are kind of awkward now because of the pandemic and what is going on. But um, once everything calms down, I'd just like for us to just get along better as individuals and just work together. there's a lot of many attractions and beauty here in Milledgeville. Um, and those attractions that I spoke to earlier that we have, resources that we have here in Milledgeville, um, it can draw people together, draw us together into working together and just living in harmony, which I don't think is impossible. It's possible.
In your opinion, what is the role in our community of the students who come to Milledgeville to take advantage of our institutions of higher education? Okay, now I'm going to take my political hat off and put on the educator's hat. You know, most importantly, I feel as though that the students need to show a little bit more respect of others here in the city of Milledgeville when it comes down to properties. Um, and I've been there, uh, been in school, and I know that, you know, when you want to have a good time, and it's okay to have a good time, and I'm not knocking not to have a good time, but at the same time, you're off in school to learn, to get an education. And while you're in the process of, of doing those things, yes, you can get in different organizations. I'm in an organization um, active now, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. We have to realize and know that we just have to have respect for other people's things and, and um, properties. Another thing would be to attend more meetings, whether you agree or you disagree on the meetings, in order to learn about what is going on. We, the council members, we meet on the second and fourth Tuesdays of every month. Attend some of those meetings and just see what is going on. Um, visit the library or the museums. Uh, I guess maybe two years ago I went to GMC. They have a, a museum there. And I think it could have been Black History Month. It could have been the month of February. But anyway, they had local people here in the, in the city of Milledgeville, their positions, their roles, what they did, when did they start, um, when was their term up, you know, just visit different areas here in Milledgeville. Some of the things that the Georgia College students are doing here in the school system, they're shadowing the teachers. You know, getting that experience, trying to get some hands-on uh, experience and seeing what is going on, how to handle certain situations. What can City Council do to make sure current Milledgeville residents and people who want to move to our community have access to affordable housing? I think maybe two years ago, probably 2019 maybe, um, we did have an outside agency to come in to assist us to determine the best way of dealing with this issue. Um, this is something that council would like to have. At this point right now, Graham Homes is in the process of renovating. Um, 
they're tearing down some of the, the project homes to make affordable and better living for citizens. Uh, this is a work in progress that we are going through right now. Uh, again, is funding, but it's a slow process, and it is something that is being working on. It is my opinion that downtown Milledgeville is a model of successful revitalization. But what can the city of Milledgeville do to help spur revitalization in other areas of our city? And where would you start? At this point now, we are working on the south side. And this is with Central State Hospital Properties. The Development Authority is in the process of trying to turn some of the campus into a more stable environment. We do have some nice buildings out there um, that can be turned into affordable places for businesses. There are some buildings that have been sold. Uh, I'm trying to think. One of them is named Busy B, which is a nursery, would be a nursery. And the old driver license place has been sold, and it's in the process of being renovated. I know a church has been sold out there, but I think that um, we, we are concentrating more on the south side to make it like the north side, I think that the north side is growing. There are many resources on the south side that we need to touch on, and I really do believe eventually we will. There is one other thing, though. It's not on the south side. I would like for us to... And we have talked about it a couple of times, and I think eventually it will come to be uh, a parking deck in downtown. Um, parking is still a problem. And um, I know at one time we were even talking with Georgia College, saying we can do something together for a parking deck. But again, this is work in process. And like my big mama used to say, you crawl before you walk. So you, you know, we have to do a lot of talking first before we actually get a chance to do what is needed. But there is a big picture. We're just working on that picture. Mm -hmm. In like you just mentioned to kind of, um, go out and take the, um, I guess they call the 30,000 feet view um, and not confining it to any area of the city. But uh, what are your ideas for making Milledgeville a better place to open, operate, and expand a business? Okay, again, we, we have the resources needed for expansion. And we just need to use them. But again, with that comes 
funding. We have a terrific city manager, Hank Griffin, who alerts council for the opportunity for expansion for the city of Milledgeville. Um, I think that, no, I know that if we were to educate citizens and to see about renovating buildings, and I thought about this uh, when you was talking about affordable housing. You know, there is a place close by who took schools. They were old schools, and they made them into senior citizens. We have places both on the north side and the south side that we can renovate and not have to really start from scratch, renovate those buildings. We have good buildings and good old houses, big houses that we can use for businesses for expanding. But again, it all goes back to funding. But on a positive note, I feel as though eventually all of this will come in time. And perhaps it's a shade of the same question, but are there things that we can do right now? And maybe not even just limiting ourselves to um, the city government, uh, but our community as a whole. Are there things that we can do right now to make sure we are prepared to take advantage of economic opportunity when it comes knocking? At this point, we're working on some things now, but it is important for us as leaders to prepare for Pacific circumstances because there is a a reason for this event that is taking place, and I'm talking about the, the pandemic. We are exploring opportunities at this point. We are, we will um, take advantage of this uh, economic opportunity to do things for the betterment of the city of Milledgeville, and at the same time. Uh, Things that have happened in the past, this has given us an opportunity to make things right. Uh, we do have that opportunity to do that. So we are in a process of taking advantage of the economic opportunities. We are in that process. We are working on some things, and some things will come to fold. And I have a few questions to solicit closing thoughts from you. Um, we are living through one of the most challenging times in our nation's history. What must elected officials do to help pull our nation together? And how will you work toward that end uh, during your next term in office? Oh, that's a very good question. Very good. First of all, we need to communicate. Communicate, communicate, communicate with all capital letters. I think that we don't do enough of that with technology um, taking place. I feel as though that we as individuals, we don't communicate enough to 
with, with one another. We don't talk enough to one another. I remember as a child coming up all the way through high, high school, we sat at the table, we ate together, we talked about what happened, how our day was. If we had problems, we all six sat together, four children, my mom, my, my, my daddy, and talked about ways how we can solve it, how we can make things better. Um, I think that we need to show respect towards one another, show love and be sensitive towards one another, and then we should be able to listen to one another with a sound ear. Whenever a person is talking, take the time out, just sit there and just listen. Don't stop the thought process because sometimes we as individuals just need someone to just just listen to me, just just hear what is going on. And then we just need to be patient and be still. That is something that I've been taught. You know, sometimes even though you want to move, you want to say, you want to do, Sometimes you just need to be patient and be still and just wait. But I really do think the most important thing is, so we can be better as a nation, is to to communicate and just show love towards one another and just respect one another. And I know that sounds so elementary, but it is so true. (laughs) As we are recording this interview, the city of Milledgeville is uh, ready to celebrate the dedication of a bridge to Danette Odom Jackson, Milledgeville's first female African-American city councilwoman. 25 years after she was first elected to that office, we continue to experience inequities in the opportunities for uh, leadership roles for women in politics and in business. As a woman, a leader and an educator, what is your charge and or your advice to the young woman who may be drawn to public service but are concerned about the barriers that may stand in their way? You know, as she was reading the question, I was thinking about myself when I was coming up. Um, I had some barriers. In fact, right here in the city of Milledgeville. Um, Before going off to college, I chose to do a year at Georgia College. And again, this was, was a conversation at the dinner table. I was trying to pass a test, and I think it was my specialist in business and I just had a hard time just trying to pass that exit exam so when I went up to my advisor my advisor told me to just forget it you know you 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 won't be able to pass the test you know you have tried and you know you're just not successful with it and that just really put a damper on me so I, you know, told this to my family at the table. And whenever daddy used your middle name, you best pay attention. And um, he said, Joanne, he said, that's not true. 
You say, now, if that's something that you want to do, you go back and you take that test. I don't care if you have to take it four, five, six, seven. He went all the way up to ten times. It doesn't make any difference. If that's what you want, you do it. So after we got away from the table and I went in my bedroom to do some homework, he came in there and he talked to me a little bit more. He said, anything that you want in life, you have to work for it. And when you work for it and you succeed at it, you are appreciative of it. And sometimes we just have to work a little bit harder. Don't let anyone discourage you from doing anything that you want to do. Now, if this is something that you want to do and you see a future in it, you proceed on and you do that. Don't you ever let me hear you tell me that someone is telling you that you can't do something because I know that you can do it. So to answer your questions and for the young generation of women, you know, don't ever give up. No matter what it takes legally, no matter what it takes, if that's what you want, you work for it. Nothing is going to be given to you. It's not going to be given to you on a platter, so what my grandmother would say. But you have to work for it. And don't give up. Don't give up. Sometimes things work that way. It's just a given. But never give up on your dreams. If that's something that you want, you do it. You try, try try, try again. And he will always say things either in fours or sixes. And that's because it was four children. So he would say, try, 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 because it was four children. But if it was six, six, he would always include, it was always included my mama and my daddy. So never give up on your dream. Never give up on anything that you want because you can do it. Don't be discouraged. And even though uh, you may be told that sticks and stones may hurt your bones and words will never hurt, words hurt sometimes, yes. But you have to learn to go forward, look ahead, and stay focused. You do that, you'll be okay. Pray. Pray. Just always pray. And I want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your day uh, to talk to me in our radio audience. Um, One way that I just want to show appreciation uh, for doing that is by offering you this uh, last um, few minutes of our conversation uh, just to talk directly to our radio audience. Again, it may be a little awkward as uh, you are uh, running uncontested in your race, but why should members of our radio audience um, continue to support you uh, through these next four years? Like I mentioned earlier, this is home. I want the best for home. I want to nurture the city of Millersville. I want, I'm, I'm thinking about the younger generation making things better for them and you don't 
supposed to worship anything but God, and I do worship my God, but I love the city of Milledgeville, and I want the best for the city of Milledgeville. I want, I want us to just, just be happy, just continue to see growth, continue to see and have improvements in the city of Milledgeville. The resources are here. We just need to use them. We need to find ways to implement and, and, and come up with some strategies as to make things happen. But I really do believe that we can do that because we have smart people here in the city of Milledgeville. I want us to con- continue to see the growth. I want us to continue to expand, as you mentioned earlier in one of the, the, the questions that we had here. And I want us to continue to, with the having the opinion of the city of Milledgeville to be on a positive basis. Dr. Kalinda J. Lee, I want to thank you very much for taking the time uh, to join me today and talk to our radio audience on Milledgeville Matters. Well, thank you so much for asking me, and I appreciate it. And one last thing, I want to thank the citizens, and I want to thank the citizens in District 1 for allowing me to represent you and having confidence in me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.